0: listening to the transformations with Jane podcast. I'm your host Jane Nakata, a New Zealander living her best life in Fukushima, Japan. I'm a podcast consultant and the creator of Pod Launch with Jane, a system that helps you create your dream podcast without all the drama and hassle, leaving you more free time to do the things you love to do. This show is for people who want to hear stories of women who are doing amazing things here in Japan and across the world. You'll find loads of inspiration for how you can live your best life wherever you are. I'm glad you're here. Let's get on with the show. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Transformations with Jane podcast. I'm your host, Jane Nakata, a podcast consultant, podcast manager, and producer here in Fukushima Prefecture, Japan. Wow, I have a lovely interview for you today i have a someone who's actually turned out to be a long time listener and i did not know and one day i met her in an online group that i belong to called the make much matter group i think you've probably heard me talk about it a few times already this year it has been a pivotal group for my re-entry into japan that's for sure it's still going so if you are an online business person in particular or someone who has their own business and you really want some support somewhere to hang out then it's a really nice place to be you can find it on Facebook and if you're in Japan you'll find it particularly useful anyway so my guest today akko is also one of the members in there and we first we were doing uh ah, I was holding a what's the word? A seminar. <laughs> I was holding a seminar about starting your own podcast to help some of the members if they were interested in starting a podcast. And she was in the, the meeting and she said, oh, I, I have my own podcast, but I've actually been a listener of your podcast for a long time and I did not know. Yeah. So this is this has been happening to me a little bit recently, some of my listeners coming out of the woodwork. And I was so surprised that uh, she was a long time she also had her own podcast and you'll hear in the episode today how my starting a podcast helped someone else to start their podcast so that just blew my mind a little bit today so definitely have a listen to the episode so if you're listening and this episode has just come out it is mid-july i'm actually recording this and it's the last day of may so it's not coming out for a little while And I'm just trying to imagine what on earth could possibly be happening in the middle of July, given that today is the first of uh, the last day of May. It's obviously going to be a lot hotter than it is today here in Fukushima. <laughs> and this summer vacation is looming, right? So something I try have tried to do every year. And if you've been listening for a long time, you probably heard me speaking about this. But this year in particular, because of you know the coronavirus being this ongoing situation, how are you designing your summer? And I know that many of us look at summer and just go, oh no, I have all this work to do, but now I have no school for my kids to go to. What am I going to do? And if you're someone who sends your kids to kakudo, then that's not, Gakudo is after school care, sorry. In Japan, it's called Gakudo. That's great because that sort of does take care of your children for you during the summer. But my children, I don't actually want them to go to Because where we live here in Fukushima is such an all Japanese environment that, yeah, having them go to after school care in Japanese as well, and then having them spend their whole summer vacation in the Japanese summer after school program would mean that they would lose hours of English input. So for us, I've always tried to do my best to have time with them so that we would have them spending time in an English environment as well as their completely Japanese environment, which they haven't, you know, going to school here in Japan. Normally, I would take them to New Zealand as well for a good month or so, and they would go to New Zealand school and see their grandparent, their grandmother, and their auntie and uncle, and their friends in New Zealand, but that is not going to happen this summer, unfortunately. So so this year, I'm coming up, yeah, with almost no ideas how to design my summer. So I would love to hear from you, listeners, how are you designing your summer? What have you got planned for, yeah, this, you know, one to two months of, yeah, no school time to make it fun? Yeah. What? And I've been trying to sort of think, what would it be like to enjoy my summer in Japan? <laughs> That's a question for my subconscious. What would it be like to enjoy my summer in Japan? And last summer, we, I mean, obviously last year was just, uh, you know, from one, one sort of drama to another, but we've just managed to get back to Sweden in time for the summer vacation there. Summer vacation starts sort of mid-June. Is it June or yeah, mid-June? So it's, it's yeah, yeah, it's mid-June. I'm (laughs) getting confused, June and July. Mid-June, and it's a very long vacation. However, the weather is generally not so bad. You can spend all day outside, even if it's raining and not very warm, or the weather is beautiful and, and sunny and you can spend all day at the beach. So that's what we tended to do. We would go to the beach in the morning and stay there until about lunchtime and then we would come home. And then we'd be so knackered from our big long morning at the beach that the afternoon could be spent just sort of lazing around or, you know, going and getting an ice cream from the supermarket or something. And that was what we did. And my kids were so happy. They just loved being able to go to the beach. And they ended up making me buy them um, snorkels so that they could snorkel around in the water and look at uh, the jellyfish. There were some uh, not poisonous jellyfish that used to show up on the beach, but also shrimp, looking for shrimps in the water and little crabs and things that they would just spend hours doing that at, the, at various beaches that we found. We take a trip on the ferries out to one of the islands and go and stay out there for a weekend and just have a really lazy beachy weekend away on the island. And even though we were only one hour from where we lived in the center of the city, in an hour, we could be out on an island and walking along these little roads where there's no cars, it's a car-free islands and enjoying these beautiful beaches. Yeah, it was very idyllic. So, yeah, this summer, how do I recreate that in Japan? I'm trying to think because where we live here in Fukushima, we're actually very close to the beach. We have a lot of beaches. The surfing is quite good. The water is freezing cold. And since the tsunami 10 years ago, a lot of the beaches have been concreted over or had a lot of uh, concrete sort of things plonked down on the beach to stop future tsunamis should there be anything like that happen. So they're not very beautiful. Not particularly nice. So trying to find a beach that we can call our own for the summer, I think might be part of the project because if I get in my car and I drive for ten minutes, I can be at the beach. This is how close I live to the beach, but unfortunately, it's not the same as the beach that you know we live near in Sweden, which was more like the sort of a forty five minute <laughs> or trip to get to. I can be at the beach in ten minutes, but it, yeah, it's not really it's not beautiful, a lot of concrete and, 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 and waves and things too. So it's trying to find a great swimming beach for my kids that is somewhere they'd like to, to be. So I'm just putting that out to the universe by talking this through with you <laughs> as we, as I record this podcast. So yeah, where would be a great place for us to spend some time this summer. Yeah. So I would love to play this interview for you now with akko and we, we talk about like I said, we talk about how she became a podcaster herself and yeah, how listening to the transformations with Jane podcast sort of helped with some of that. I did not realize that some of the things that had spurred her on with getting her own podcast started. And we talk a little bit about the differences of how it is to be, for example, a Japanese mom in Japan as to being a foreign mom in Japan or you know more accurately how it is to be Akko as a mother, as it is to be Jane as a mother in Japan. These are just our two opinions as two women trying to be mother, the best mothers we can, but with very coming from very different backgrounds. Even though we share that we live in the same country and a lot of our circumstances are similar. So I hope you all find that interesting. I certainly had my eyes opened again to just the differences that women have about being a mother. And it doesn't just mean, you know, because I'm Japanese or not, but, you know, even women from the same country will all have different opinions about being mothers. So you know, it's good to be open-minded about the pressures that other people might be feeling or not feeling in, in some cases, or what they feel is completely normal, which for you is is completely not normal. So It's very, very, very interesting to delve into that more. So I hope you enjoy this interview with Akko-san. Hi Akko, welcome to the Transformations with Jane podcast. It's great to have you here today.
1: Hi Jane. Hi, thank you for having me today. It's my great honor to be on this show. Yeah, so you are a fan of
0: the show, is that right?
1: Yeah, right.
0: Yeah, as well as being a
1: podcaster yourself, which is very mm-hmm. exciting. Tell us a little bit about you. Okay, yeah. I'm Ako Omata. I'm from Hiroshima and now I'm based in Tokyo. I've started to listen to your podcast when it's like uh, two years ago, 2018. No, no, three years ago. Ooh, three years. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I like listening podcast and I was just a listener, you know, but when I started to listen to the podcast, I was in Singapore and uh, I was also moving to uh, Malaysia from Singapore. So I, okay, I start from the beginning. right? <laughs> I was living in Tokyo before I moved to Singapore. But I accompanied my husband. Uh, he was relocated from Tokyo office to Singapore office in 2006. Yeah. Then we moved to Singapore with our son, young son. And then we stayed there 11 years. Yeah. Then I was I gave birth two more sons there. So I'm a mother of three sons. Yeah. Then when I was in Singapore, I was basically just uh, mainly uh, taking care of my kids, housewife. You know? But I also work as a part timer, uh, the uh, secretary. Uh, I also work as a volunteer guide at the Singapore Art Museum or national uh, museums. And then I was mainly as a housewife. You know, I I wanted to do something by myself, but still I I couldn't make myself. As a, like an entrepreneur or anything, because I always put my children as my first priority. Yeah, but in two thousand seventeen, my husband has changed his job, and then he decided to go back to Tokyo. But then we, my my sons, they really resist. They. Didn't want to go back to Tokyo with us, so we decide to stay in Singapore with only myself and my son. Wow. Mm. So my husband, he already he said, "Okay, I'm going back first, so you can stay with kids. Then we can maybe move, meet in Japan or in Singapore like a dual life." That was our plan, but you know the the cost of living in Singapore is. Kind of high especially the education and accommodations so it was actually not realistic to have the home in Tokyo and in Singapore mm-hmm. yeah then so we uh, we were looking at the options where somewhere near Singapore but they can continue the English education then so, so when we are looking we found the new international school in Johor Bahru, Malaysia.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Do you know where is Johor Bahru?
0: No, I don't. But I, Malaysia is right next to Singapore and
1: yeah, completely
0: different price range from Singapore, <laughs> right? So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's south end of the Malaysia. So it's just across the border. Mm-hmm. So it's connected by two uh, bridges. So from Singapore to uh, Johor Bahru, we can go. It takes about one hour and a half. If no traffic, it's less than an hour actually. So it's like from Tokyo to Tochigi or <laughs> mm-hmm. mm, Ibaraki somewhere near. Yeah. So it's it's just right next to Singapore. So but it's the the price it's everything like one third of Singapore, right? Including yeah education everything. So so we moved to uh, Malaysia Johor Baru, with my sons and myself 2017. Then my sons, they joined this international school. Then we were planning to stay there about a few years. Yeah. So because my son, my youngest son was first grade at that time. So he was still very young. And then we worried that if we go back to Japan that time, he might forget English, everything. Mm. So, so mainly to keep their English education, we stay there. But, you know, after half a year or some time, I noticed it's really hard to stay overseas all by myself and my kids.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, it's, uh, in, in Japanese, we say one ope. Do you know how one operation means? <laughs> <laughs> What's one ope? One ope. It's a Japanese word. It, I, I think, have not
0: heard that one. Please explain.
1: New word for you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's from one operation. To to make it short, we call it wang ope. Then it means the mother is the only uh, parent who is taking care of the child. Okay, I see. Yeah, so even uh, we have a husband. It often happens in Japan. The husband is busy for work, uh, always out. And then the the main uh, responsibility of the child care, the household, everything is mother, wife. Mm. So we call it one open.
0: I see. I've never heard that (laughs) expression. Yeah. Because often there's the other other way that the husband is overseas. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, he's been sent overseas, but the family chooses not to go with him Mm -hmm. and stays behind in Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That pattern is... quite common but this pattern that you're talking about that you stayed overseas mm-hmm. and your husband went back to japan
1: that one <laughs> yeah. i have
0: not heard before yeah. yeah
1: right. it's a rare case i think
0: very brave but yeah, yeah wow yeah. and okay so yeah after six months you just realize that it's quite hard yeah
1: yeah right then we decide to go back to japan yeah so first my eldest son he was about the age to join the junior high school so it is seventh grade Mm -hmm. he was about them so to start the japanese education that's the i think it's a good time good timing to yeah go back in april you know the in japan the academic year starts in april so first we sent our eldest son back to japan tokyo first to my husband Mm-hmm. in April, Then my second son and my youngest son and me, we stay another a few more months to finish the term of the international school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then we pack up and then we move back to Tokyo in 2018 summer. I see. Yeah. So uh, then after that, we it, it, it was hard to settle our new life in Japan. But When after a year passed, I start thinking about maybe I can start my life, my new life, you know, I can do something. But I I was just uh, working as a part time back then as a secretary still. So, but it was not my ideal job. You know, I was just like selling my time to somebody, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was, I always talking to myself what I can do. Then also listening to the podcast. Then I think that's the time I heard the interview of Helen Iwata. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was on the show of the Emiko Rasmussen. She was, Emiko-san is a Japanese podcaster in US. And I've been listening to her podcast quite some time. Then I knew that the Helen, about Helen, he was on Emiko's show uh, about 2017. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. She, she, the Helen was on the Emiko's show. But then I was kind of interested in what Helen's doing, and then the TED Talk, everything, you know. Then, then when I search Google about Helen, and then I found her website, and I found about the retreat, her retreat. Yeah. It was by you, right,
0: Jane? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I was helping. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Then, after for a while, I found your podcast. Mm. Mm. Then I start to listen your podcast, and then you know, I found that you are using Anchor. Yeah. As a the this platform, then I I Google po- <laughs> Anchor, and then I found it's free, and uh, it seems user friendly, and then so I found maybe I can do it. You know, because. I've always wanted to be a kind of MC, a navigator, mm-hmm. since I was young, because I like talking. So, But it never happened. I was working as an analyst after I graduated university. Then I got married, and then I gave birth, and then I start working as a part-time secretary. Then I never tried to pursue my passion mm. of talking. But you know the settling my life in japan and then also listening your podcast helen's podcast and then uh, emiko san's podcast then all these things you know accumulate <laughs> myself yeah, yeah yeah then i in that time the emiko san the podcaster she was offering the a coaching session personal coaching session then i i asked her that, to Guide coach, how to start the podcasting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, then after having her session about three months, then I start my own podcast show in
0: 2019.
1: Wow, that's the so now I'm uh, still working as a freelance uh, kind of, I'm helping events. And uh, all events, online events, and then actual events, supporting, planning, admin stuff, and then all the support stuff things Mm -hmm. and podcasting. And I also start coaching, uh, English coaching as well. That's what I'm doing now. So by
0: English coaching, you mean you help Japanese people with their English? Uh, Yes. Yeah. Very good. Well, that's really exciting to hear how you came to be... talking to me on this podcast today. (laughs) This is kind of the, the journey to how, yeah, how we're talking today. And I was very surprised when I met you in the Make Much Matter group and you said, oh, I've been listening to your podcast and all of that because... I didn't know, yeah, I didn't know that you'd been listening and you've been listening for a couple of years by that point. Right. I mean, of course I noticed, oh, someone in Singapore is listening or someone in Malaysia is listening or maybe that was you, maybe it wasn't, I don't know. But, <laughs> <laughs> so we can see the the countries, you know, you have a lot of listeners in Japan or you have a lot of listeners in America. And so, yeah, it was a surprise to hear, yeah, when the, when sometimes my listeners pop out of the woodwork. I've never met them before, but they appear somewhere. It's really nice to, right. to see a face that of someone who's been listening to you for a long time.
1: Yeah, I wanted to send a message to you, but I was not brave enough to, you know, so I never... Send it to you. You never sent it
0: until I sent you a message, yeah? And (laughs) now you can send me a message anytime you like. So it's anything can happen, right? It's, mm. it's a crazy world. But it's interesting that uh, you noticed, oh, she's doing that. So maybe I could try too. Yeah? So you saw Emiko, who's in America. I've also been on Emiko's show. You saw Helen doing a show. And then you saw, oh, Jane's doing one. And she uses this. Oh, it's a free tool. And that was the way that I got started was using everything for free. My podcast cost zero yen to start. I just used only the things I had. And that was my iPhone and that was my earphones for my iPhone and that free app, Anchor app, which is still a free app. And anyone who wants to start podcasting and try it for themselves can start using Anchor. It's a very reliable free tool for podcasting, very mm. easy to start with. And you saw that and you picked up on that and you thought, oh, I could do it too. So it's amazing the effect that your actions can have on other people, yeah?
1: <laughs> yeah, but you know, the first step, is, it's very hard, you know, yeah. to step out, our comfort zone, you know? Yeah, because we it's easy to say, oh, I want to do it, I want to start, I can do it, but it's a different thing to make an action right
0: yeah take that action
1: Mm. yeah right so yeah one i I forgot to mention one thing i the one more thing to help me to start the podcasting is about another uh, podcaster Uh, her name is tomoko she's uh, in hawaii Mm. she also has the uh, podcast called maya gaja so she was i I also found i'm fan of her podcast and then when she was in tokyo I met her and I joined her workshop mm. to you know, record uh, the podcast intro. Mm-hmm. Uh, that time I tried first time recording, you know. Then I experienced that I can do it and it's so fun. So this experience helped me to start the podcast Ah, very good yeah one more thing yeah
0: so you had a little bit of help from an expert with Mm -hmm. yeah emiko and this other what was her name
1: again tomoko skinner
0: tomoko skinner yeah okay Yeah. And look at you now, you have your own podcast. And recently, (laughs) usually you podcast in Japanese, right? But recently you did an episode in English as well. So that is very impressive because it's not easy to podcast in in your own language, right? You have to try not to say, um and ah uh, and or in Japanese <laughs> eto, etone and all of those <laughs> filler words, right? right? And or right, which is one of my things I have to try to stop saying. Hmm. But yeah, to do it in another language is is difficult. So you you definitely like to try a challenge when you're ready for it. I think yeah,
1: right. You know, one of my motto is like we are are all imperfect, you know. So, like, you are also always telling this message to us, you know, imperfect function, <laughs> right? That's, that's right. right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, this is one thing I learned from you, you know. So we can uh, start, even we are imperfect, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, if, like, you have young children, right? Mm-hmm. I can see that uh, you are struggling, you know. You also taking care of your young children and then also doing this podcasting and you are moving from Japan to Sweden and come back and then all the moves and everything you know so you inspire me a lot wow yeah I
0: know that someone's actually listening to what you say because in my daily life not many people listen to me my children don't listen to me <laughs> so yeah. it's it's nice to know that my some of my podcast listeners are listening to the words that i say but yes we are all imperfect and imperfect action is the best kind of action because without any action then you have no clarity right, right. if you're just thinking about it you won't know if it's the right decision or not until you actually do something and then you'll get some clarity about whether to go forward Or go left or go right So yeah. yes, I love that You picked up on one of my major themes We are all
1: firm. <laughs> yes, right So I know it's not perfect Even my Japanese podcasting Also not perfect Then English My English also not perfect But I think the perfect timing w- Won't never come You know <laughs> mm-hmm. so If we don't make action It just 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 a dream
0: right yeah it'll just stay a dream yeah Yeah. or a regret that you didn't try later yeah start now and your future self will thank you because Mm. yeah if you start now then in three months you'll have three months experience of Mm. whatever it is you want to do whether it's podcasting or whatever being an artist or something, yeah. Just start now with where you where you are and what you can do. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about your show. What's your show called?
1: Okay, uh, it's called Across the World Podcast. Then mainly, I interview people who is doing something good to the world, something good to the society. And I interview uh, about ten people so far. So far, only Japanese ladies. Mm-hmm. So I ask their life stories how they how how they step up their comfort zone how they are enjoying their life and how they are making difference to the world so i i love listening to these inspiring people's stories then also now i start talking about my journey as well yeah so i'm in the middle of a journey of transformation yeah so i'm like it's alive interview show my solo show <laughs> of the <laughs> transformation show <laughs> yeah.
0: interview live interview with yourself of yeah w- right. what's happening in your transformation now yeah, yeah.
1: i'm talking my inner voice or mm. my imperfect life everything you know
0: exactly and it's great to to record this somehow because you can listen to it later and be like wow that was where i was but look at me now i'm over here now but that's where i was look how much progress i've made yeah
1: yeah yeah because i if i said something it's in my head then if i hear again it comes in my mind again then i make promise to myself okay i already already said this then to like for example to live the life i love to live truly honestly you know so even I'm imperfect, I just start uh, making action. So these mm-hmm. all things, what I said, uh, it's when I talk in my podcast, it works for me a lot.
0: Yeah. So if you don't have your own podcast, you could just write it down in a, in a journal. Yeah. It's another great way for these things to happen, to help. Yeah. These things come to fruition, to become real. Mm-hmm. Writing it down or talking to a friend even about it or something. It doesn't have to be on a podcast, but the benefit is it's recorded and then you can check back and see what you said <laughs> later on. Uh,
1: yeah, and it's a good good memory. Yeah, for yeah. us, right?
0: Good memories, that's right. I listened to one of your episodes recently mm-hmm. and one of the Japanese episodes where you were talking about your life and the relationships situation with other Juku mothers, or <laughs> you were talking about making bentos, Mama Tomo. yeah, Mamatomo, making bentos and the, the how mothers, some mothers feel stress to create bento from scratch every day, or they don't they feel that they're being a bad mother to use frozen foods in bento, this kind of things. And it reminded me that my reality living in Japan as a foreign woman is still different to Japanese women's reality even though our situations are the same by that i mean i have a japanese husband you have a japanese husband i live in a japanese house you live in a japanese house mm-hmm. my children go to a japanese school your children go to a japanese school yeah. we have many similar circumstances mm-hmm. but our situations and our way of thinking about the world can be very different and Of course, I do understand some Japanese culture or a lot of Japanese culture after 20 years. But listening to your podcast reminded me that, oh, actually, my way of thinking is very different from maybe the other women who I live near here in in Japan, yeah, who I, my mama Tomo's or, you know, people in my neighborhood. And yeah, so I really enjoyed listening to that as to get a, a window into the
1: Japanese woman,
0: <laughs> Japanese woman's life. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right. Oh, I didn't know the, the aspect, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So for me as a non-Japanese woman, yeah, it was very interesting, kind of like anthropology, you know, do you know that anthropology this, yeah. you study mm-hmm. at university, you're learning about different cultures. It's, it's kind of like that to learn about, yeah. What is the reality for for women in japan right who are right. japanese yeah and it might not be the same for every japanese woman this is just one experience as a japanese woman but it's very different from my experience so right. you were saying about for example some some women really struggle to use frozen foods in the bento right
1: yeah how how about your your case how how you know for me that's
0: the only kind of food they get in bed oh. is frozen food.
1: <laughs> so you don't hesitate to use the frozen food? No, I food? do
0: not hesitate. No.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful, actually, right? It's beautiful. I mean, of course,
0: if you can make it from scratch, that's amazing. That is fantastic. But you have to do this at six o'clock in the morning to get it ready for the kids to take it to school at seven o'clock when they leave the house. It's not realistic. I feel to expect.
1: Not seven o'clock, you know, some, yeah, some of my Japanese friends who they wake up at five o'clock to make the the beautiful bento box. Exactly right. Yeah. You know, they can sleep one more hour. They can sleep one more hour, one more hour if they use the frozen food, you know.
0: (laughs) well, (laughs) If I'm going to wake up at five o'clock, it's to do something for me, like
1: exercise
0: or, you know, write in my journal, read a book or something. It's not to get up and make bentos for other people. That, so this is kind of the the different difference thing, yeah. I would not, like, and also I train my children to make their own bentos, yeah. So my daughter, she's nine and she can make her own bento and she can make one for her little brother who's just a little bit too small to Ooh. reach everything in the kitchen to make his own bento yet, but soon he can do it too.
1: Oh, that's so cool. And
0: we'll use frozen food so that they, I don't have to cook it because, yeah, we have other things to do, yeah.
1: Yeah, right. But you know what? I don't, for myself, I don't hesitate to use the frozen food Mm, mm. uh, for our our bento. But my sons, not my sons, but my mama Mama Tomo, my friend of mine, Mm, mm, mm. my sons, they, son's mom, you know, they said, you know, one day when she put many frozen food in her lunchbox, her daughter told her that please don't put any more frozen food to her mom. Mm. You know Why? Why? Because her friend, when they are having the lunch together, her friend one of her friends said, "You, you, your bento always have frozen food." Mm. Somebody point out that. Mm. Then her daughter shocked. She felt it's something not be proud of. Okay. Mm. Then then she asked her mom not to put any more frozen food. Then her mom stopped using the frozen food as she start cooking from the scratch you know mm. these kind of things it's very common in japan not I only see. the mothers yeah the children as well they have the, this mind that homemade cooking is the best frozen food is the the laziness of the mom who always <laughs> put the frozen food this kind of mindset that even sure. the kids the young children have mm. so the then when the mother's hard about it. Then she feels sorry for the their ch- children. Mm-hmm. Then they change the way, change. The, <laughs> then stop making the ben- beautiful bento box. You know, sometimes it's a caravan, You know, character making. You know, using the nori. They make a kind of. It's like a art. It's
0: like already art, art. A work of art. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah, it's it's beautiful. It's nice if the mother enjoys cooking. You know.
0: Sure. Yeah. yeah,
1: but it's just the obligation. It's just the...
0: Uh, <laughs> it's unnecessary, yes.
1: Yeah, right. Mm. So it's a big huge load to the Japanese mothers. Yeah, what,
0: what would you have said if your son had come home and said, Don't put any more frozen food in my bento, Mom, because my friend made a comment about it. What would you have done? <laughs> and would you have done oh. the same thing? I'm just curious to know.
1: No, no. Uh, one thing, my son's luckily, he never complained. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't have to worry. But if in case, if my son said so, maybe I mix with frozen food and then something I made the day before. You know, leftover something I mix. So I maybe I try to use less frozen food, but I oh, still okay. I still keep on using.
0: <laughs> so you would you would of course take your child's feelings into account, but you would still try to make it easy for yourself by yeah, not right. doing completely from scratch. I would be on the other end of the spectrum. I would say that's ridiculous. That doesn't <laughs> mean anything you actually prefer frozen food, what are you complaining about? And you <laughs> continue to give frozen food.
1: True. Yeah, they love it.
0: <laughs> right? Like the frozen options are much more tasty and look nicer than anything I can make at five o'clock in the morning. So yeah, yeah. I also I, I would use that as an example to say but do you actually care about this? I mean, of course, your friend made a comment about it, but does it mean it's true? Is that real? Is that important oh. to, to notice where they are? I mean, you know, of course, what you care about what your friend says. But mm-hmm. in Japan, this, this is some some kid in the class said that because they heard this from some grandmother or something, right? Yeah. It's, a, it's their story. This has nothing to do with you. Yeah, Maybe they feel loved because their mother makes them a bento from scratch. But this is not how I show you my love. I show you my love Mm. a different way. You know, I I do something else or whatever. So this would be a great time for me to discuss something with them about about that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Mm. true. Because I think you can say so because you really don't have the hesitation to use the frozen food, right?
0: Exactly. Because I'm already on the other end of the spectrum. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: For me, I think I still have a bit of hesitation, you know, because I know it's uh, other mothers are doing, putting more effort to the the bento. And I'm not really putting my effort <laughs> to my bento. I feel a bit guilty about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't have to, but I don't know. I, I still... Cannot stop feeling this way. Mm. So now, now when I'm talking with you about it, I remember one thing. Mm. When we come back from uh, Malaysia to Tokyo, you know, my first bento I cook for my son, it was a yakisoba bento, Ooh. the fried noodle. Mm-hmm. Because my son loves fried noodle. Right. Then I, I so I put the only the fried noodle and uh, maybe small tomatoes uh oh, the and the apple at the side. So I just passed this bo- bento box to him, and then when he came back, he said, "Mom, uh, I don't want to bring the yakisoba to the school." That's what he said. Mm. Yeah, because in Japan, the the average bento is with like rice balls and the karaage, or the sausages, and the, the, you know these small 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 items not only one item
0: lots of different things yes yeah, right, at least right, three right. to four <laughs> small things <laughs> yeah
1: yes. so, but when we were in malaysia or in singapore they they were very happy to bring the yakisoba lunch or just hot dog or sandwiches they were happy with it but right. when we can come back to tokyo he, he said oh i don't want any more yakisoba then i was shocked then but i realized okay oh we are in japan we are no longer in international school so i switch my mind <laughs> from <laughs> the, uh, yeah to japanese mom and then i stop making yakisoba box or you know because i still have the guilty that i was trying to be a good japanese mom right
0: Mm. yeah everybody's comparing themselves to each other to this perfect japanese mom who doesn't exist right she doesn't actually Mm. exist and even though your kid loves yakisoba bento he wanted to give up his favorite yakisoba bento to be, (laughs) be the same as everybody else yeah so this is what the situation is in Japan. Right. And I know it's the same in other countries too. It's not an original conversation. Oh, mom, I want to have the same kind of lunch as everybody else. Oh. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think it's, it's a little sad when kids can't, you know, kids, if kids like yakisoba, then take yakisoba for lunch. And uh, maybe <laughs> your friends actually are like, oh, I wish I could have yakisoba for lunch. Yeah. my mom makes me this stupid bento with four kinds of <laughs> Freshly cooked things I don't like You know
1: <laughs>
0: Yeah Yeah but she Or puts so much effort And I can't ask her To stop making it Because she gets up So early I don't know There's a whole There's a whole story there That yeah And
1: I Actually I stopped Making bento okay. Already mm. Yeah Because It's so hard you, We have to wake up early And then start Cooking For Not only breakfast We have to prepare For lunch And then Then I also need to get ready Then I need to go to work As well So it's so troublesome then i complain to my husband that i can't make this i can do this every day then mm. that's then he, my husband said okay then i do it then he starts making the bento box for my son nice one well done right <laughs> so now i'm no longer making any bento Woohoo. yeah it's his problem now yeah mm.
0: Yeah. I don't make bentos usually because my husband will eat at shokudo and mm-hmm. they have a shokudo at his company. And my children have kyūshoku a school lunch, the, mm-hmm. unless it's bento day. Sometimes they have some days that there's no school lunch, but, you know, for my friends in overseas or and that they, you know, at home in New Zealand, they have to make lunch every day. And I feel very sorry for them <laughs> to have to deal with that. But yeah, yeah you can, you can choose a hard way or you can choose the easy way. Yeah. And, or you can choose a way that suits you, that you feel comfortable with. And I think that's the most important thing and not worrying too much about what other people are doing. Does this suit me and my life and, yeah. and that, because, and I know, especially in Japan, food Equals love is very strong here. Yeah. The mothers show their love by making beautiful bentos or beautiful breakfast, lunch and dinner. And, but I feel for me, I don't think that's, that's not how I want to show love. You know, of course I will cook good food for my children. That's not how I show my love though yeah so <laughs> but uh, my mother-in-law for example she definitely this is how she shows her love for us and when we visit her she spends you know a lot of time cooking and sometimes i want to say to her could you please come out of the kitchen and just have fun <laughs> with us right. and do something with us and let's just order some sushi and mm. or you know go out to a restaurant so you don't have to cook but for her that is not how she wants to yeah. to do it. She wants to be in the kitchen and cooking, and and uh, but now she's getting a little bit more older, so you know, late seventies. I think it's getting really hard for her to to do all of this cooking. So I can see that, you know, maybe I can I can change her mind.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's order yeah. sushi
0: or whatever, or let my husband cook. He's a good cook, and his his family oh, really. house, so he can cook something in your kitchen. Surely he doesn't have to sit there and do nothing, you know. She's raised him quite well to be able to cook and he's he's a good cook himself. So yeah, on the weekends these days at my house, I do not cook anything. I let my I let my Shufuchan, that's what I call him, my Shufu chan, <laughs> to do the cooking on lunch and dinner and on the weekends and, and so all of the menu is something that he likes to cook. So
1: wow, yeah, you are so lucky. Yeah, but
0: I also I let him. Mm. I let him. And and this is one, if I could say anything to Japanese women is let people help you Mm -hmm. or ask for help. Ask your husband to do something. Maybe he won't say no. Maybe he'll say yes. Or maybe he'll say no, but maybe he'll say yes later. Right. You know, ask for help and let other people help you because often women think that they have to do everything themselves. To be a good mother, you have to do this yourself. It's not actually true. Yes. To be a good mother is to have a happy life and to be happy so your children are happy. Your children will be happy if you're happy. Your children will not be happy if they have a, a lovely bento, but you are unhappy.
1: Right. Too.
0: It's not about the food. It's not about the clean house. It's about you being happy. What do you need to be happy? And asking for help to get that, and then your children will be happy, and they will be happy when they see you living your best life, like you are trying to do more and more now, Akosan, Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I totally agree. Mm. Yeah, but I before I couldn't say like I don't want to make bento every day to my husband. You know. Yeah. The like uh, two years ago, me I couldn't say. So, because Mm -hmm. I thought it's my job, you know, I should do it. That's what I thought. Mm. But like, like when I started this podcast, since then I'm, uh, my mind is transforming. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I'm, now I can say that I, something I don't want. I I can tell my husband that something, I I don't want to clean the house every day. I don't want to cook the vento every day. Every day. I, yeah, finally I could start. I can start saying so, my, what I think.
0: And that's because you started to do something for yourself, I think, which is the podcast or, you know, finding your, uh, some kind of work that you like. Or for some people, it's, you know, exercising, starting to exercise and make that a priority. And as soon as you start to do things for yourself, you can start to get confidence to ask for things, I think. And right. it, you probably didn't, that wasn't the first thing that you asked your husband, right? Mm. That's quite a big thing, right? Make the bentos every day or yeah. whatever, right? So <laughs> right. maybe you started with something small, maybe you don't even remember, you asked him to go to the supermarket or maybe it's his job. I don't know. Did you, can you remember something small you started with? Uh,
1: yeah. When I have, for example, I now I have lots of online seminars and online events, even in the night. Especially since this uh, pandemic starts, many things uh, switch to online, right? Yeah. Then more and more uh, things are happening in on- in online. Then it can be on the weekend, it can be in the night time. So before I didn't spend this family time, so-called, I, I didn't make any plans for myself during this family time. Mm-hmm. But since this pandemic started, I started to join the online, interesting online events in the night or on the weekend, you know. So, but my husband and my family were not happy about it, mm-hmm. you know. H- how about your family? Are they okay? Yeah, they're okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, <laughs> they can look after themselves. <laughs> so yeah, my sons are actually they don't care they 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 are uh, fine but my Mm -hmm. husband said why you are spending our family time for yourself it's like you don't don't spend too much time for online something in the Mm -hmm. night Mm -hmm. you know he complains but I I I thought I start telling him that this is what I want then I'm still making cooking the dinner for my family then I'm still cleaning the house then i'm not leaving everything to my husband or anything right so i, I think I, it, this is not the everyday thing it's like once a week or some mm-hmm. occasionally thing so it's, i said what's wrong with it you know i mm-hmm. i so i want to do some yeah so i start telling him that i think i can spend my time for myself sometime not all the time I'm a mother, but it's not, I'm not only mother, you know, yeah. I'm still myself.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think even if they complain at first, if you, you know, hold the, that thing and you say, no, I'm not giving up on this, then they will get over it and they will accept it. Right. So maybe your husband got used to the idea now and he doesn't mind so much. Right. Or he doesn't say mm-hmm. or complain. Right. But if you give up quickly, then... Then that's that's a shame. I feel, yeah. yeah. Don't give up. Just yeah, <laughs> keep trying. Mm. And yeah. So if you're listening to this, and perhaps you're a Japanese woman, and you're thinking, oh, "I want to do this more," don't go big. Go small. Just try something small first. And because the people around you need to get used to this as you go along, I think. Right. And so even though you know Akutan said she does this and that, this is a process that perhaps was very small to start with yeah not huge big steps so i when my children were very small I used to leave them with my husband to go out all day, Mm -hmm. or you know, go to work, or go on a trip, go away for two nights or something. Mm -hmm. And around me, my Japanese friends were so surprised. Wow, you can go on a trip, and wow, your husband is amazing. And I think, no, I trained him (laughs) so that I can do this. So, yeah, and I let him help me. Do you let Mm -hmm. your husband help you, or do you refuse to let him help you because he might? Might do it wrong or not as good standard as you or you know the bento is not so beautiful or mm-hmm. so my husband made the the bento for school sports day mm-hmm. for the kids mm-hmm. and for all of us and it was pretty ugly <laughs> <laughs> but it was tasted fine but it didn't look great and if mm-hmm. i look around and compare our family's bento to other families yeah our bento was was not great but I didn't care because I didn't have to make it.
1: Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, we, we, if, yeah. If we don't compare, we can appreciate, Appreciate, right? Exactly. But if we start comparing, you know, everything look other people better, right? Mm.
0: So whatever it is you want, for example, if you want your husband to help you with something, then you can't complain what after what he creates. So this really ugly bento which tasted mm. fine. I just just said, this is the best bento I've ever had. Mm. Thank you so much. It's and so everybody enjoyed it. The kids saw I was happy. So they were happy. They didn't complain that mm. Daredare-chan had, you know, more karage, and we only had like yaki tamago or whatever, you know, <laughs> you know, it's all about accepting what the help you can get and so by encouraging my husband, he also got more confidence to try more things. So even when my son was very small, I left him behind with my husband, and I took my daughter, and we went to Disneyland, for example, or I went to Okinawa for two days and left my children with my husband. And when I came back, I was like, "Oh, so glad to see you again. Did you miss me?" Yay. And they were like, yeah. "No, we were okay." <laughs> <No>. <laughs> And at first I was a little shocked, like, oh my God, they were, they were okay without me. Mm. But then I realized, oh, I'm doing my job properly because they are fine. If I'm not here, Mm. what would happen if suddenly, if I couldn't be there for some reason, they would be okay. And then I realized, okay, I'm doing my job well. It means, Mm. you know, my family functions even when I'm not there. Mm. And that's important too. Yeah. Just in case.
1: Right. Yes. True. Mm. So
0: it's just a different way to think about it. And so maybe I hope, you know, if you're a Japanese woman in particular, Mm. you know, you can see, well, this is a different way to approach the situation. Mm. I have a Japanese husband, too. So, you know, there's no rule that says Japanese husbands can't make bentos or cook breakfast or look after children as well as any Japanese woman can do it, yeah? It's just right. our training, education, or the way you are brought up, yeah? So why not experiment? Have a try. Just yeah. do right. jikkyan. Jikkyan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, What would happen if I asked my husband to mm. go to the grocery store on the way home from work? Or what happened? And the, and then you are so thankful when they have done it, I'm sure he'll do it again, yeah? Mm. Give it a try. Right. So I'm going to ask you, what what's the next thing you're going to try doing? Something for yourself, or something new, or give up doing something you don't like doing in your house? <laughs> what's what do you, what do you think you might do next?
1: Yeah, I have many things that I want to do. Like I want to travel, for example. I want to join the retreat. Yeah, yeah. Without my kids, mm-hmm. that's kind of luxury thing for me now. Yeah, but. I hope, hopefully my husband and my family can understand what I'm doing. Then I will be able to join the retreat or go, I go overseas without them or so that's one thing that I want to do. And then also in my future, big dream. Yeah. In the future, not, not in this a few years, but my big dream is to establish a uh, zaidan oh, how do you say in uh, <laughs> english zaidan i don't know foundation okay mm-hmm. yeah yeah to help mainly uh, women and the children yeah for the well-being to support the well-being of each individuals okay yeah so my big dream is like a world peace right i want to yeah, yeah contribute i want to make a difference to the world for the world peace mm to make this world peace peaceful place ourselves each individual like housewife like me <laughs> need the peace of mind mm. we need to have uh, establish our well-being right then mm. if we take care of ourselves if we heal ourselves we can be more kind to the others then we can make our society our world a better place that's what I believe mm-hmm. yeah. So I want to encourage, maybe from the start, I want to encourage Japanese women, because that's where I live. (laughs) Yeah. Then, yeah, then more and more, I want to encourage more people to have the well-being and then start, yeah, start something to the world.
0: Exactly. And you have to do that for yourself first, right? You have to yeah, right. walk your talk, yeah, do that mm-hmm. yourself and then inspire others to to follow you, yeah? Yeah, right. So definitely you need to go on that retreat that you're thinking about <laughs> yes. when we can do retreats again, which hopefully is soon. Yeah. And it's completely possible, yeah? So those mm-hmm. things that you spoke about before that you want to do for yourself, it's completely mm-hmm. possible. The only thing that's stopping you is you and how you oh, decide yes. to to think about it. All right. Right. How, how would, what would it look like to go on this retreat? Also, I know you, you said your family, like, especially maybe your sons Mm. don't want you to go, but you can always just, it's just the matter of the sales technique. (laughs) You're going to have a lot of fun when I'm not here because, Mm. you know, when mom, when you, when mom is home, right, you have to do your homework and you're not allowed to watch TV all the time. And Mm. when I'm not here. It's not my problem, what you're doing. You know, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. It's your father's problem. Yeah, That's what I tell my kids. And they're like, okay, mommy, have fun. Bye-bye. See you later. <laughs> 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 Bring me back something. Yeah. Yeah. Sell it to them. What would be good about it for them too?
1: Yeah. Maybe first I start, I allow myself, you know, to enjoy. I have to. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's one thing. That's the the base thing. I have to, yeah change my mindset first
0: yeah otherwise it's wasted energy and wasted time and yeah what's the point if you don't enjoy it yeah
1: right right Hmm.
0: yeah I also felt that the first time I went away I went to Kyoto for three nights and I was leaving when I was leaving Fukushima Hmm. on the bus to go away I was feeling really Guilty.
1: Yeah, right. Guilty.
0: Oh my God, I'm leaving my family. What are they going to do without me? Mm. And then I thought, stop that right now. Mm. If you do not enjoy this, what is the point of this? this you're, you have permission to do this from your family. They said, okay, have fun. Go and enjoy yourself and do not waste this opportunity.
1: Mm. Then I
0: realized that it. It didn't matter if I'm not there 100% of the time for my family. They still love me and I'm still important even if I'm not there 100%. I do not have to earn my family's love by being there 100% of the time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So you you were able to switch your mind, right? So you could enjoy.
0: So I switched my mind then by giving myself that pep talk because I noticed I noticed that was uh, just a habit maybe. Yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's a habit that we have to switch into that feeling guilty because I not, you know, being 100% parent or whatever, <laughs> not being a perfect mother
1: Right. Mm, and mm. it's not
0: actually useful to anybody. So
1: yes. Yeah.
0: Nobody benefits
1: from that guilty feeling. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we have to yeah give permission to ourselves first
0: yeah if you need someone to give you a permission come and see me I'll give you some permission you can <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yes I'll give you permission to go on the retreat yeah but you're gonna inspire other women to do this so if you go on a, a retreat your mamatomas around you will say oh She's doing it. Maybe I could try something. What could I try? So, you know, never underestimate the impact that Mm. your actions are having on other people. Just like when I started podcasting, how did I know that it might be just one part of the the piece that would help you to start your podcast? Yeah.
1: Mm. Like,
0: I didn't know that. So you just never know what your actions, you know, can have a positive effect on
1: other people. Right. And now you are encouraging more and more people to start the podcasting, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's beautiful.
0: Yeah, I never imagined that either when I took that one step to start my own podcast. So, yeah, when you maybe if you go on your first trip away. somewhere you don't know how that's going to change what you do next and maybe you come back and you start a new job or something like who knows yeah Mm. but doing things for yourself is always a good thing especially if you're a mother because you know if you're worried about being a bad mother Mm -hmm. it automatically means you're a good mother (laughs) because bad mothers do not worry that they're bad mothers they do not care right actual bad mothers people who are actually bad mothers Don't spend much time worrying about being bad mothers. Mm. Generally, it's the good mothers that worry about being bad mothers. Mm. Yeah. So if you're worrying about being a bad mother, chances are you're probably a pretty good mother. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. At the minimum. Yeah. (laughs) Probably an excellent mother. Hope so. Definitely. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> wow, I didn't expect us to go so far down the mother rabbit hole there, but uh, <laughs> I'm really glad that we talked about this because I just I know that, you know, wherever women are in the world, they they suffer from the same feelings, feeling uh, guilty. Yeah. yeah. It's not something limited to Japanese women.
1: Mm.
0: Women all over the world feel like this, and some some countries women have more freedom than perhaps they do in japan and perhaps japanese women have more challenges to mm. to try things by themselves to to be more than just a shufu the housewife mm-hmm. but you know there's also so many things that can support japanese women as well that other women in other countries don't have for example family network or bento system gakudo all these things <laughs> right your your bus these kind of luxury things that Japanese women have to use that they they don't even know is actually such a benefit to their lives, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you just have to do your best with with the situation, yeah. Mm. But I hope that our discussion will maybe make women anywhere in the world think more about their situation Mm. and what they're uncomfortable with or unhappy about, yeah. Because it starts with you. The change starts with you, not outside of you.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So it, I think when you notice you're ready to make a change and you made a change inside you.
1: Yeah. I'm still, yeah, in that process.
0: Exactly. It's a process. Yeah. Hmm. It's a long process. It's not gonna be yeah. finished next week. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: right. <laughs> um, and right. it never finished actually. It's always you're always on the journey. Yeah. Just how far along on this journey are you yeah
1: yeah that's that's the fun thing in the life right life is a journey it's a journey we are, yeah yeah
0: always changing exactly yeah so do you have anything you would like to say to our listeners before we sign off today
1: okay so if you you are inspired or if you have something in your mind to uh, about our talk i want to know about it I want to know how you feel about it. So it would be very nice if you can reach out to me by my Instagram or by email me or somehow. Yeah, yeah. please contact me.
0: Yeah, if you're inspired or yeah, interested in what akko had to say, please check out the show notes. We have all of the links in there.
1: Yeah, I also, I just started consultation. So if any of you wants to talk with me, I can talk in Japanese or in English with you then to make your vibration higher. Yeah. And to enjoy your life more. Excellent. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Alrighty. So we will put all the links in the show notes for you how to contact Akiko Ako-san and... Find out about that. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. What a great job you did speaking in English and telling us all about your your journey so far.
1: I was so nervous at the beginning. I couldn't speak well.
0: (laughs) There you go. But you did it. Well done. Congratulations. Mm,
1: Thank you. Keep in touch. Yeah. Yes. Right. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you.
0: Bye. So that was the interview with Akko san. I am very, very excited to see what she gets up to next because already she has done so much. And I know many, many of my Japanese women friends who wouldn't dare ask their husbands to make the bentos or, you know, go away for a night or take time out to be on a, a video call with. People during family time, like she mentioned, doing these things for herself that, yeah, they couldn't even dream of starting to think about doing. So she's already done so much. So I'm really looking forward to her building her muscles a little bit more as she goes forward and, yeah, getting a chance to go away on retreats or even travel internationally as we go, as we are able to travel again in the near future. So I hope you enjoyed the interview today. I'll see you in another two weeks. I think that or is this the last one for let me just check my diary I'm going to ruffle some some pages here while I check my diary and see if we have oh, oh no we have one more episode before the summer break yes I'm sorry yes 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 one more episode coming before summer break with Zoe yeah I really can't wait for you to hear that one it's going to be great as well so Thank you so much for listening. As always, please share this podcast with someone who you think it would be a great episode to hear, or maybe they will be inspired to try something themselves. And please let me know, how were you inspired? Are you going to stop making bentos or use more frozen foods and bentos because, you know, cooking from scratch is really a lot of work at five o'clock in the morning. Would love to hear from you, whatever your thing may be. All right. That's all for me for now. Take care and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.